Hi, I'm Nikki, and this is Nikki Teaches What, a podcast for new and beginning homeschoolers. So welcome to my very first podcast. I am so glad to be here in this new space. Um, I want to first introduce myself. As I said, I am Nikki, and I am a stay-at-home slash work-from-home parent. I have four boys and a husband, and I am from Michigan. I live in the Metro Detroit area. So a little insight as to my inspiration for starting this podcast. As I said, I have four boys. My oldest is five and a half, and my youngest is just three months. Yes, I have four boys under six years old. It is pretty much a circus around here. Um, They are truly my inspiration for this podcast, for homeschooling in general, and um, I really wanted to create a space to talk about how hard it is to homeschool from the beginning and to homeschool several little kids at the same time. Um, I think that it's something that a lot of homeschool moms have done, but it's not always super documented or shared about. I know uh, Julie Bogart, if you are in the homeschooling community at all, you probably know who that is. She talks a lot about, you know, having five kids and um, homeschooling the whole time. And I am always like, how did you do it? How did you make it out? And now her kids are grown and she can say that she did that. Um, but I really wanted this to be a space where, you know, if you're new to homeschooling or if you're beginning it and this is like your first, second year um, and you're like, things are not going as I thought they were or they're not going as planned and you just need a little encouragement That is what I want this space to be. Um, So this is my first year homeschooling. And so I have my five-year-old who is in kindergarten. And he has been our primary focus. And then um, my second son, he is in pre-K, I guess we'll call it, preschool, kindergarten stuff. Like, um, he's only four. So I haven't done as much with him this year as I have with my oldest son um, because he is only four and he has some other special issues not issues just he learns in a different way so I will talk about that at a later time Um, you might be able to hear my kids in the background and this is truly I mean it is the epitome of me doing this podcast just Trying to do all the things with little people under your feet is very challenging. It is super rewarding, but it is really hard. So um, there's a little just background as to why I wanted to start this podcast. And hopefully I can connect with some of you out there who are doing this too. And, you know, you have young kids who are at different levels, who learn differently. And, um, you know, you might still be having babies. You might be pregnant, um, having toddlers under your feet. So many things that make this challenging. But at the end of the day, I can't imagine doing anything else as hard as it is sometimes. 
and I wanted to share that. I wanted to share the good, the bad, the ugly, the days that are hard and everyone cries and the days that are like really, really good where at the end of the day I sit down and I'm like, yep, this is why we do this. This is why we homeschool. So now that I've shared a little bit about why I started this podcast and kind of um, my kids a little bit, um, a little bit more about my kids. Like I said, I have a five-year-old, I have a four-year-old, I have a two-year-old, and I have a newborn. Well, I guess he's three months now, so he's not technically a newborn anymore. Um, I have a lot of kids. They're all very young. And um, it has been very interesting. We have gone through a lot of things. Um, during this first year and, um, I know that I'm not alone. I know that I'm not the only person who has tried to homeschool while managing life and like all these crazy things that have happened. So we have been homeschooling since September. We started at the like beginning of like a traditional school year and, um, in the seven months that we have been homeschooling. My husband started a new job. I was pregnant. I had a baby. So we were transitioning to being a family of six. And my husband got another new job with a different schedule. All of these things, you know, we went through the holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like so many things that have happened in just the seven months that we have been doing this. And while there were some days and like some weeks where I thought there's no way, there's no way that we're going to be able to do this for the rest of the year or continue doing this forever. There's just no way that I can do this. Those days did happen. Those weeks happened. Um, but I think we finally found our groove. Like, after I had the baby and we kind of found our new normal, um, we have also found a really good rhythm in our homeschool. So I wanted to talk about, in this first podcast, I wanted to talk about where we started and why I was like very overwhelmed at the beginning. I think most parents are overwhelmed and a little scared when they start. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So first, I wanted to chat about why we started to homeschool, why that we made that decision. And that's a very quick, short answer. My two oldest sons were in preschool and I saw some issues with their administration department and decided to pull them from preschool. It was as simple as that. We were paying a lot of money for them to go there and it just didn't seem like we were getting our money's worth. So we pulled them in the middle of the year, last year actually. So it was um, in January, February of 2018. And that was it. We pulled them from preschool and I'm like, you know, we'll save some money. I will just kind of do some stuff with them at home for the rest of the year. And both my husband and I had all intentions of sending our oldest son 
to kindergarten, sending him to public school in the fall. Well, the more that I started to do things with them at home, the more I started kind of getting deeper into doing school at home and what that looked like. I know several families who I go to church with that homeschool. So this wasn't like a completely foreign thing to me, but I definitely didn't know a whole lot about it. Like I knew that people did it, but I didn't know very much about it. I was, I will, I will definitely say that I was ignorant about homeschooling and what that looks like. And I also was never really, I wouldn't say I wasn't a fan of it. I just, I had very mixed feelings. I thought this is why people go to school. Like people go to school to be teachers so that they can teach our kids because that's kind of what everyone tells us to do. Like that's just what you do. You send your kids to school. So the more that I researched it and learned more about education and the more that we started doing things at home for the rest of the year and then through the summer, by the time summer came, I knew that I wanted to at least try to do school at home. I wasn't really sure what that was going to look like yet, but I knew that I wanted to try. And from the beginning, I have always said that we are going to try it and we're going to see what happens. If it works, then great. And if it works for all of us and we're all enjoying it and my kids are learning and thriving, then we will keep doing it. However, if it's not, then they will go to school. It's that simple. I mean, if something isn't working, then we will do something else. So I wasn't like a hard and fast, like this is the only way. I just knew like we were going to try it and we're going to see what happens. So by the time September came, we were full blown, like ready to go, ready to start. And that is when my husband got a new job. So maybe for most people, this wouldn't have been a big deal, except for us and for our family. It was a big deal because his schedule changed dramatically. He went from working during the day and getting off very early in the afternoon to working in the evening and working through the middle of the night, which meant that my kids were only seeing their dad a few hours in the afternoon before he would go to work again. So he started his new job at the same time, literally the same week that we started doing school at home. And in hindsight, I probably should have waited. I should have waited to do anything with them, um, but, you know, to let them get adjusted to that. But, you know, here we are, lessons learned, and that wasn't the best decision, but we made it through. So the first month was probably the hardest by and far. And, you know, from talking to some of my other teacher friends and just talking to other parents who have kids in school, they all told me the same thing, that even kids who go to public school, it takes them a month or two to get adjusted to being back in school again. You know, they were just off for three months 
and um, you know it takes some time. It takes some time to get back into a routine, get back into a schedule, and uh, just kind of get back into the swing of things. So I was trying to give myself grace, but I truly felt so overwhelmed. I had all of these things planned. So at the beginning of the school year, like a week or two before September, I sat down with a planner and I had all of these things laid out. I had all these lessons planned, you know, reading and writing and math, had all of these things laid out and planned out. And I'm like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, this, and this every day. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. In that plan, I only had us doing like school and I'll use that, I'll use air quotes with that, air quotes school, um, four days a week. So I had us like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and on Tuesdays, uh, we were going to do a co-op, which I will talk about later, but, um, that was the plan. So we start, you know, the first week, the second week, by the third week, I realized that that wasn't going to work, <laughs> that there was no way I was going to get my five and four-year-old and my, at the time, one-and-a-half-year-old to cooperate and to do the things that I needed them to do. I mean, we would be lucky to get through, like, a couple pages of one of the workbooks that we were doing lucky. I mean, I definitely underestimated how much time it takes to do things like that with little kids, little kids who cannot read, who truly rely on you to teach them everything. Like they know nothing. So I underestimated that and way overplanned our day. So if I could suggest anything to anybody starting Especially if you're starting with little kids, like you you are teaching them all of the things like, you know, reading, writing, math, like all the things you, my, my best advice is to start small and don't set high expectations for you or for them. If I could tell myself then what I know now, I mean, we would have. It would have been a completely different first couple of months, but we just kind of kept trucking through. And, you know, another thing that I wish I could have told myself was not to let public school determine what my homeschool was going to look like. So I have a friend, she has homeschooled her kids the whole time and they're now 14 12 and 11 and they have always been homeschooled and one of the things that she has always said to me is you you you're homeschooling you don't want to do school at home you are at home doing school and that's such a powerful statement and I have always kept that in the back of my mind because from someone who had a public school education, that is all I know. And honestly, like, that's all that we hear about. That's all that anyone knows. Like, you just send your kids to school. 
and you let someone else do that for you. So I really struggled for a long time for several months. I struggled with taking myself out of that mindset that school had to look like what it does at public school within those walls. And that's another little nugget of advice that I would encourage you to keep in mind is if you're first starting out, the best thing that I can tell you is to not try to replicate what they do at public school at home because it's it's not going to look the same. And if, if that's what you want, if you want to have an in-the-box type of education, it's going to be harder to achieve that at home because at home your kids are comfortable and it's just a different environment, a different setting. Another thing that I struggled with at the beginning, and and when I say at the beginning, I really mean for the first probably six months. I'd say only the last like month or two have I truly transformed and figured out what works for us in our homeschool life. But one of the other things that I struggled with was feeling like our days needed to look a certain way and thinking that our days needed to look like what other people thought it should look like. Hopefully that makes sense. So what I mean by that is I think when you're new at homeschooling and you're just beginning, you feel this pressure from people to have school look a certain way and to do it right. And I use air quotes with that, to do it the right way. I can't tell you how many times I heard from people, oh, that's great that you're doing that. Yeah, that's that's good as long as you're doing it the right way air quotes, the right way. So I I felt that like cloud over me for a long time, like feeling like I needed to prove to people that I could do this. I needed to prove to people that I could educate my children and um, that I was doing it the right way. Whatever that is. I mean, what what even is that? What does that mean? And I know, like, to other people, to outsiders, it means getting up at a certain time of day, getting dressed, and doing all the things that every other kid who goes to public school does in the morning. That's what they think your kids should be doing if they are at home. They should be getting up at a certain time, eating breakfast, get dressed at a certain time, and starting their day, starting school at the same time every single day, doing the things doing everything the same every single day. Spoiler alert, we don't do that. That's not what that's not what our days look like. Um I definitely tried to do that the first 2 months and quickly realized that that's not that's not the way it has to be and that's not the way that it should be. Now, if that works for you and your family and in your home setting, then that's great. But for me and all of my young kids, like that's just not a reality. And 
you know, I've, I've also had people say, you know, they need to start, they need to know that they have to wake up at a certain time of day. Like they can't just sleep until whenever they want. Yeah, sure. I absolutely, I totally agree with that. Um, and I'm sure that at some point in time in their life, probably later on when they're a little bit older, we will get to that point where they have to be up at a certain time and they have to be dressed and ready to do things. But they are five and four and two. That's not what their life looks like right now. And I'm not going to tell my five-year-old that he has to get up right now at seven o'clock in the morning because other people think that he should be awake right now because in 20 years he's going to have to have a job to go to. It's just silly, right? Like when you think about that, like, well, yeah, I mean, that's so far into the future. Why am I making my five-year-old wake up early and get dressed and be suited up to do school at home because in 20 years he's going to have a job that he has to go to, that he's going to have to know that he has to get up and go to. Well, we'll deal with that at a much later date. Now is not the time to be worrying about things like that. So <clears throat> that's just one example of something that kind of stressed me out and made me feel super overwhelmed at the beginning, um, thinking that, you know, my kids had to perform a certain way and I had to perform to make other people happy about the way our homeschool looked like. So there is one other little nugget of advice that I wanted to share with any new beginning homeschooler. And that is to know when to call it quits. When to call it quits. So I don't mean like call it quits on homeschooling. Nope, we're all done here. Going to school. Bye. See ya. No, I mean when to call it quits on your day. So a couple months in, I quickly figured out that some days are just not going to go the way we want them to do. And some days these kids just, they don't, they don't want to do the things that I have planned for them or that I may want to do with them. And um, after several days of like having tears after tears after tears, I'm like, why am I forcing them to do this? I mean, Julie Bogart talks a lot about in her new book, The Brave Learner, about how us as parents, we just want our kids to love learning. And she goes well into depth about that and how to make that happen. And I'm not going to get into that right now. But <clears throat> I can tell you one way that your your kids are never going to want to learn or enjoy learning things. And that is by making them do things when they're just not into it. So this is one of like the biggest perks about homeschooling. When your kid is having a bad day, and guess what? All kids have bad days. Even the really good ones. All of them have bad days. When your kid is in public school and they have a bad day, 
they just kind of miss out on whatever they're doing that day. I mean, the class is going to move on. They're going to, the rest of the class is going to do all those things that day. And then the next day they will move on to something else. One of the perks of homeschooling is that if your child is having a bad day and, you know, can't do the math lesson or doesn't want to read the book or doesn't want to do the art project or is having a hard time sounding out his words, you can just call it quits and say, you know what, we're going to be done with this today and we'll try again tomorrow. And your child is not going to miss anything. They get to pick up where they left off the next day when they're hopefully in a better mood and, you know, ready to try it again. And when everyone has calmed down and taken a breath, you all get to start all over again. And your child doesn't have to miss out on anything. And that's like one of the coolest things that I have really enjoyed is even when my son is like, you know, in tears and like, just like so frustrated, does not want to do this. I can say, okay, we're going to be done with this for now. You're not in trouble. I'm not punishing you. Like, we're just going to be all done. And that's okay. Like, we will just put the pencil down. And we're going to go sit on the couch and watch a movie. And we're just going to relax and do something else. That has been one of my favorite parts is knowing my child so well that I can say, okay, you are clearly just having a bad day and we all have them. So we get to stop and just start again tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, we can do it the next day. It's not a big deal. And the flip side of this is you know, knowing when to just push ahead. There are some days when you just need to call it quits. But there are other days when you do just need to push ahead. And I think you know your child the best and you know when they really just need to take a break. And you also know when, no, they just need to finish. There are those days too when they might just be acting a little ornery because they think they might just get out of doing something. And that at first um, was, I I was kind of torn on that because I also don't want them to get into the habit of, well, if I throw a fit, then we don't have to do this anymore. But I always go back to, you know your child the best and you know when they're just having a rough time and they just need to step away and take a breather or when they're just being a little butthead and they just need to get the work done so that you guys can move on. Um, We have had lots of both of those kinds of days and that's totally normal. I also underestimated that part. Like I just, I, I think at the beginning of the school year, I imagined this magical, enchanted homeschool life. That is not what it was at the beginning. However, I think we have gotten to that point now 
with lots of, you know, changes and, you know, figuring things out from both myself and my kids. But it definitely wasn't that way at the beginning. And I also had a bit higher of expectations than I should have. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was just kind of what our homeschool looks like today. Like from the beginning, it was like very regimented. Like I had a plan. I had a schedule. Like we were going to do this, 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 and this. That compared to today and like what it looks like today. So today it looks completely different than it did in September. We are now in April and... um. It looks completely the opposite of what it did in September. I would say we are very much a planned from behind type of homeschool family. And if you don't know what that is, that's another Julie Bogart reference. She talks a lot about planning from behind. You can listen to her podcast, which I will link in the show notes here um, and um, on on the website. But... Um, she talks a lot about planning from behind, which I did not do at the beginning. Planning from behind basically means letting your kids kind of do what they want to do and then writing it down and saying, okay, this is what we did today. Instead of saying, okay, this is what we're going to do today. Now go do it. So it's kind of the opposite. Now, There are some days where we totally plan from behind and there are some days where we kind of meet in the middle where I ask them to do a couple things that I would like for them to do and I would say most of the time they will do them and then we just kind of see what happens from there. Like, what do you want to do today? Do you want to play a game? Do you want to go to the library? Do you want to read these books? Um, Do you want to do some art? And then whatever we end up doing, that is what I log. Like that is what I write down and say, okay, this is what we did today. So not only has our schedule, routine, rhythm kind of changed since September, but I also know that, you know, we don't have to be sitting in our classroom for hours in order for our day to have meaningful connections in it. Um, you know, some days we go to the library and that's, that's our school for the day as we spend a couple hours at the library, we have lunch, um, we read our books, like that's our day. There are some days where we do, you know, a few pages out of their, uh, language arts books, and then we do some counting and some math. Um, we read some library books, we do art, we play a game. And that's what some of our days look like. And I would say, ultimately, at the end of every week, our sit down work, and that is another air quotes, sit down type of schoolwork probably only equals a few hours a week. Because Your homeschool should just blend into your life. It doesn't have to be set hours. But 
I go back to if that's what you think will work for you and your family, because I know a lot of homeschooling families who do that, who say like, we're, we do school from nine to one. If that's what works for you, then that is wonderful. Um, that does not work for us. That's, I, I honestly am not sure if and when that will ever work for us. Um, but if it does, then that's great. That's not what, that's not what we do. We really try to just blend education into our entire day. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about before I wrap up is what you can look forward to hearing here on my podcast. I'm so excited to have the space and I'm really, really looking forward to connecting to more people and to more moms out there who are doing this alongside me. I know I'm not the only one who is trying to nurse a baby and teach my kindergartner while entertaining my toddler. I know I'm not the only one and I really, really hope to connect with all of you out there who are going through the same things as me and um, may not have, you know, a tribe of people that you get to see and, you know, do this alongside. It's it's hard to, to homeschool and, and kind of be outside of the norm and it can be very isolating. And so I, I really genuinely hope that I can use this space to create a community of moms who know that we are all in this together. You're not alone. And I really hope to encourage you and just to breathe life into you when you're having a hard time and you may be questioning if you're doing something the right way or the wrong way. You know, all we we all want the same thing. We want to be with our kids. We want to build lasting, meaningful connections with them. And we want to educate them. We want to be that person. We want to be the one reaping the rewards of seeing them read for the first time and experiencing those moments with them and doing math for the first time and just watching their brains explode as they're, you know, diving into, uh, you know, learning about the Titanic or, you know, learning about like Greek mythology, whatever their little hearts desire, you know, we want to be a part of that. And I think having other moms and dads who are, who you know are doing this with you and, you know, want the same things, no matter what your homeschool style is, that's what I want this place to be. I want you to come here and feel no judgment and to just listen and um, connect with me as we kind of just go through this together. I am looking forward to having some special guests on the show and doing some giveaways and and just talking about the hard things, the fun things, and um, just creating a community. So thank you so much for joining me. Again, I'm so glad that you are here and that you have listened. Um, If you could, write me a review, 
Tell me what you are looking forward to if you've enjoyed this podcast and subscribe. I super appreciate it and I will see you guys next time. Bye.